Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. And good Saturday morning. Welcome aboard for our two-hour journey into the great outdoors. Glad to have you tuning in. Some of the things we'll be talking about this morning. You know, our Louisiana Governor Jeff Landry is now in his second month in office and still hasn't filled a vacancy on the Wildlife and Fisheries Commission. We're looking for one more commissioner. Who would you like to see and why? You can text that answer to us with uh, your fishing and hunting reports, your questions, your comments, 504-260-1870. And as we begin this long Mardi Gras weekend for folks at least in Louisiana and Alabama, how will you be spending it? Fishing? Hunting? Are you going to put the fishing pole down and go to parades? What are you going to be doing this weekend? Love to hear from you. Also, we've got the the Pearl. In fact, I want to get to this right now. The Pearl River Wildlife Management Area. You know, we've still got the small game seasons open for rabbit and squirrel. And Pearl River Wildlife Management Area there near Slidell is a very popular place. Well, it was closed last week due to flooding. When the river hits a certain level, the Pearl River, it shuts down. They have reopened portions of it. If you're going to be going in there this morning or this weekend doing some small game hunting, Old Highway 11 and Indian Bayou Road are both open. Po'boy Road is closed past the upper end of Rolling Trail and the Oil Well Road, which is very popular access. That is also closed. And the Pearl River Honey Island Shooting Range is going to remain closed until the roads that lead to it are open. So be aware of that if you're going to be heading into the Pearl River Wildlife Management Area this weekend. Also, we're going to hear from our usual suspects. Uh, I'm talking about our outdoor experts. They'll give up report. All right, sorry for the uh, intrusion. Uh, a little bit of a technical difficulty there. I think the squirrels got into our mechanics here this morning. Anyway, we're I picked up where I left off. The CCA Star Tournament is going to be celebrating 30 years this year. And the chairman, Snoop Roth, who has done an outstanding job for 15 years, uh, he's going to be hanging it up. We've got a new chairman coming in and a big change for some of the tournament rules. I'll talk about that, too. Also, in our second hour this morning, we say goodbye, a final goodbye, to one of the pioneers in the Gulf of Mexico fisheries research and documentation. And we'll fill you in on that. Plus, a coastal marine forecast from the National Weather Service looking like this this morning. About a 30% chance of rain. I'm watching a really huge system extends all the way from Kentucky down through Tennessee, Arkansas, parts of Louisiana right now into Texas. It's very slowly moving to the, I guess you'd say, the northeast and uh, to the east and probably going to bring about a 30% chance of rain today, 50% tomorrow. Winds offshore, 10 to 18 today, lighting up a little bit tomorrow, uh, 8 to 15. And then today on the interior lakes and bays, southeast wind 8 to 15. Tomorrow, southeast wind 6 to 12. Good tide range, 1.5 foot and a half. Lake temperature, gulf temperatures are rising into the 60s now. And speaking of rising, Mississippi River's doing it. We'll talk to Ryan Lambert and find out how to adjust your fishing going from a two and three foot river. 
to one that's going to be 10 and even greater. We'll be back to kick all of that off. We'll be checking in with Robbie Campo. He's at Shell Beach at Campo's Marina. He is next on The Outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. All right, we head to St. Bernard Parish to Campos Marina at Shell Beach and say good morning to Robbie Campo. Robbie, how's it looking this morning? Well, uh, so far so good. We got a uh, a light wind coming out of the south southeast this morning, about five six miles an hour. Um, I, I tell you, Don, um, yesterday things really took a turnaround for the better. Uh, you know. For the last couple of weeks here, we haven't had much of a fishing report, but um, it seemed like yesterday evening, uh, and it all has to do with water temperatures warming up, and water temperatures are doing just that. They're warming up, and fishing has turned on uh, a little bit better than it has been for the last for the last month, I would say. So, um, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, yesterday we've seen a we've seen some we've seen some trout being caught yesterday, and we've seen some. You know, well, of course, redfish were all, you know, pretty much happening. But uh, even those guys got a little bit more spunk in them yesterday. So, um, you know, yesterday was a pretty good day of fishing up in that Biloxi Marsh area behind behind Stump Lagoon back there going towards by Biloxi. Uh, they, they caught, they did pretty well in there yesterday. They caught some fish. Also in a Mr. Go here going up the channel, going towards Violet. Um, you know, uh, nothing behind the rock dam. I thought they were catching fish back there. They didn't do much back that way, but so it seems like the Bluffy Marsh has been a uh, has been a hot spot here, and I and I figured it would when temp- water temperatures come up a little bit. 
um, I know there's fish back there. They just had to had to get the right conditions to catch them. So um, starting to see a few fish in Lake Barn here by the old fort. And today you're going to have that southeast wind to try that if you're going to or anywhere on this eastern shoreline. So if it was me today and I was coming fishing with water temperatures coming up, especially if I had some live shrimp in a boat like I like we have in the tanks right now, I would go. I would start right here in the front by the old fort, and I would work my way down that eastern shoreline towards St. Marlo. I think some fish are going to be caught there today around Jenkins, Jenkins Reef there somewhere. I think it's going to be a. I think today's going to be a good day. Yeah, that sounds like a pretty good plan. I love that Yankees Reef when it's on, man. I can remember some trips there, throwing some topwaters and catching some really nice trout, even though, you know, it's wintertime and it's tough. You know, our friend Glenn Sanchez, one of the things he says about February, he says, you know, the only good thing about February is the shortest month of the year. <laughs> this is the time of the year where you got low tides, cold water, fronts moving through, wind blowing, muddying things up. But I got to tell you, Robbie, today is probably the best looking day. It warmed up pretty good yesterday, and I think we're going to see that again today until that those raindrops start coming in over the weekend. Uh, looking forward to Mardi Gras Day. How big of a day is that for fishermen down there? Um. Well, you know, Don, it all depends. Uh, if the wife wants to go to the parade. Most people go to <laughs> but I, I tell you, um, you know, so this is the plan for Mardi Gras Day. Our bag down ramps are all going to be open, um, and, you know, we have a drop box here, but we're, we're not going to be here. We're going to be closed Mardi Gras Day. Uh, the business will be, but the, the launch will be open. So if you want to come fishing on Mardi Gras Day and back in, you're more than welcome to do that. So, uh, you know, feel free. But if you want live shrimp, you're gonna to have to get them somewhere else. You won't be there to, to dish out the shrimp, right? No, 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 sir, no, sir. No, nobody's coming on Mardi Gras morning. No, <laughs> <laughs> that's a fact. No. <laughs> well, anything else we need to know, Rob? Hook the left at the bridge and come and see us. We still got live shrimp in the tanks, and you know all we need is people to come down here and take, get some and go fishing. So still got the food uh, you truck know, down there. The food trucks here, but the food truck is uh, um, they they're gonna start opening back up, I believe, uh, next weekend. Because uh, things been so slow, you know, around here, Don. So they they haven't been um, they haven't been opening up on the weekends. They've been down here, and uh, you know, a guy lives in Poplarville, Mississippi. So uh, it wasn't worth the trip to come down here to. Sell ten dollars of food, you know, during a day with nobody down here. So, uh, but I think they're going to kick off. They're going to kick their. They're going to. I think it's next weekend. They're going to start. Yeah, they're going to start opening up uh, on you know, doing Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday again. I think it's next week. Yeah. So got it. They'll, they'll be back on. They'll be back on track real soon here. Yeah, that's real nice to have that that service down there for sure. Absolutely. Better believe it. I eat there all the time. I love it. Yeah. Okay, Rob, thanks for the report as always. Have a happy Mardi Gras, and we'll catch up with you next week. All right, Don. Talk to you later, buddy. Bye-bye. There he goes, Robbie Campo. Campos Marine in Shell Beach, a real institution. All right, we're looking for some text messages this morning. Got a few coming in. One of the things I'm asking, uh, we have an open vacancy on our Louisiana Department of Wildlife and Fisheries Commission. Now, these are appointed positions. They're unpaid, 
and they're appointed by the governor. We're waiting for the fill the final spot. There's one open vacancy. And if you have a suggestion for Governor Landry to appoint, we'd love to hear from you this morning. Text it to me at 504-260-1870. Also, what's your plans for, for some people, a long Mardi Gras weekend? You've got all the way till Wednesday before you might have to go back to work. You're hunting, you're fishing, you're parading. What are you doing? We'd love to hear from you. We'll be back to do it right after this pause. You're listening to The Outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. All right, welcome back in. Checking on our text message board. Let's see who we got listening in here this morning. We got the mad trucker is there. He's one of our regulars. There's his wing bone. He's having his coffee. Uh, he'll be working on those turkey calls. He listens to us over in Wilmer, Alabama. What a craftsman. Boy, he makes a beautiful wing bone turkey call. And uh, fortunately, he, he made one for me. I really appreciate that wing bone. All right, let's see. We have uh, the mad trucker, we said. Uh, and let's see. We have Captain Ross L. Now, he works down there with Ryan Lambert at Cajun Fishing Adventures. His report is, even with the rain, the hot, cold, windy weather, the redfish were on. Give me a size, and we found them. Great fishing. Happy Mardi Gras. I'm glad to hear that, Captain Ross, because, as a lot of you know, we've got reports that redfish populations are in trouble they're looking to reduce the regulation, reduce the creel limit, and expand the, the slot limit on them, and uh, we'll see. But I'm glad to hear that you found uh, quite a few in all sizes. That's good news. All right, uh, here we go. No fishing this weekend for 0313. He says he's been the same place for 35 years on St. Charles, so back there again. Going to see his happy Mardi Gras family. Well, good for you. hope you enjoy it. <laughs> And Lafitte LT, public service announcement. He says, if you're fishing down here in Lafitte today, you better get in before Highway 45 is shut down at 11 a.m. for our world-famous Rose Thorn Party, a parade. It'll open back up as soon as a parade passes through. So if you're going to get down there, get down there before 11. If you're coming back, uh, make sure you wait until after the Parade passes and the traffic clears before you come out of Lafitte. Thanks for that little update. We'd love to get those kind of messages. Helps out our other fishermen. And here's our listener in Ohio, Anola Expat here. And uh, good to hear from you. Listening to us on the online radio box. All right, we have uh, here's a vote for a commissioner. Again, the man that would do what's right for the environment, state, hunting, and fishing. Ryan Lambert. I, I agree with you on that. He would be a good choice. And here's one from 3751 says uh, another vote. Captain Ryan Lambert. 
He wants to do it, and he knows to know. Or how about old man Dubuque? No, you're not going to get me on the commission. Uh, I do. My job is to uh, critique them and to report on them, not to be one of them. And here's one says, "Wow, nasty head cold you got there, my man." Yeah, I'm dealing with it. It it comes and it, it'll be gone. It came and it went just like it does before. And we're hearing from our friend in Alabama, the backstrap stacker. He's been checking in with us all deer season. He says he's checking in from Mobile. It's a great weekend to do some Mardi Gras. Y'all have a good one. Stay safe, whether you're in the water or in the woods or on the parade route. Yeah, I don't know which one's more dangerous, uh, being on the water, being in the woods, or on the parade route. Uh, here's a suggestion for our Wildlife and Fisheries Commission. Uh, please, when you all text in, put put your first name at least so we'll know who we're talking to. This is texter 5114 from the Lafayette area. It says, Mr. Roland Duga or Dugas, pronounced both ways, from Lafayette. He's living in Baton Rouge. He's a great businessman and an avid outdoorsman. I have to check him out. Roland Duga. Okay. If you've got one you'd like to suggest for the position of Wildlife and Fisheries Commission, uh, text us, 504-260-1870. All right, got some uh, announcements to make here with regard to the STAR tournament. As I mentioned earlier, Snoop Roth, he's been the chairman, now not the director, but the chairman for the past 15 years, did a great job with leadership, and uh, he is now hanging up his chairmanship We've got a new one coming in. Uh, Stephen Babcock is taking over. He's the new chairman. And one of the, the things that was sent out to me on the information about it, this, this year's 2024 start tournament, that there will be a catch photo in release. It says, in what might be the biggest change this year, and is a direct, direct result of the changes in redfish slots and bull redfish rules, you will not return the redfish to the weigh station this year. You will catch the fish, take a photo or video of it, and finally release it. You'll see this new logo a lot this year, and there will be more details on this to come. They've got a new logo and a new rule on the redfish. Now, I'm assuming that's the tagged redfish. You know, they tag 100 of them, and they award up to 10 prizes when they're recaptured with the tags in them. And it's always been you have to bring the fish and the tag into one of the weigh stations. And according to this release, it's going to be catch photo and release i guess you gotta get a good up close photograph of the tag and maybe rate the number or they're going to ask you to remove the tag which could injure the fish i'm not sure exactly how that's going to work but we're going to be having the director sam hopper we're going to get him on the air and uh, go over all the new rules and things that are changes with the uh, star 30 years they're celebrating 30 years and i think i've signed up for each and every one of them well speaking of the star tournament and CCA, uh, don't forget the, uh, and, and I'm not sure if they sold all these yet, but the Mississippi chapter of the Coastal Conservation Association uh, has a, a boat raffle going on. And I will be drawing the winner's name at the Biloxi Boat Show on Sunday, March 10th at 2 o'clock. So if you're going to be at the boat show in Biloxi at the Gulf Coast Coliseum, Come stop by and see. I may be drawing your name. Now, how to get a ticket, there, there were only 2,000 tickets being sold at $50 each. They'll end it when those tickets are sold. I haven't got an update, so I'm assuming they still have some for sale. You can get these online and at all the CCA events as long as they're available. So, again, that's the Mississippi chapter of the Coastal Conservation Association. It's a really nice – it's a 2023 Tidewater Baymax. Uh, powered by a 200-horsepower 
looks like uh, Yamaha and a McLean tandem axle trail. It's worth $60,000. Only 2,000 tickets being sold, $50 a piece. So if you want to get in on that, we'll find out who the winner is Sunday, March 10th. I'll be at the Biloxi Boat Show. All right, we'll come back after this. I'm uh, going to get to some more of your text messages. Got some more announcements. Also, we're going to be talking to, uh, in a little bit, Carl Beyer. You may recall hearing that name. Carl was the man whose dog was lost in the marsh during those frigid night temperatures over in the Lake Catherine area. It had a happy ending. The dog was found. He's got some suggestions on how to not lose your dog in the marsh, and if you do, how do you get it recovered? We'll be back to talk to him, and also got lots of fishing reports coming up from Captain Mike Gallo, Daryl Carpenter, Brendan Bayard, and the man himself, Ryan Lambert. Stick around. We'll be back right after this pause on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network. You know, we're talking about the drawing for CCA for the uh, Tidewater Bay Boat. Uh, speaking of, of contests and raffles, uh, I want to remind you, Double D Meat Company, they're one of the processors of a lot of wild game. They do deer, hogs, exotics. Uh, just about anything you want to bring them. They are offering a sportsman's package raffle. Now, that includes a 308 Browning X-Bolt white gold medallion with a Leopold scope and a leather case. They're going to do this drawing on April 1st, so you've got some time. If you've got some wild game that you've uh, harvested this season and you want to get it processed, they make some delicious sausage. They'll do all type of cuts for you. Uh, you can bring it to them. It's Double D in Bogalusa. And be sure you ask them to give you one of those raffle tickets, and there'll be a drawing held, and we'll announce the winner's name here. So good luck on that. All right, we'll be back to get to your text messages. Again, we're looking for a replacement, someone to fill in the void on the Wildlife and Fisheries Commission, the policy-making board that controls our wildlife and fisheries and our natural resources in Louisiana. Who would be a good choice? 504 504- Two six zero one eight seventy. We're back to do that after we pause a quick ten seconds for our local stations to identify themselves on the outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network. All right, let's get to the text message board and uh, let's see. This one says, "Good morning." A while back, I mentioned that I hadn't seen any apple snail eggs in the Manshack area. Yesterday, I was on West Metairie and did not see any egg clusters along that canal as well. Hopefully, they may be disappearing. That is really good news. Now, for those of you not familiar with Metairie area, there's a, a roadway that uh, extends pretty much across Metairie, and it's uh, it's got a canal in the middle, uh, and those canals lead to the pumping station. It's part of the drainage program there. And that canal on every pole, every culvert, you see these pink apple snail egg sacs. I mean, thousands of them. And I've noticed them for years now in that there haven't been any there. That is good news. Maybe they're finally disappearing there. He hasn't seen any in the Manshack area. Um, I know that salt water kills them, but I don't think there'd be a whole lot of salt in the West Metairie Canal. But uh, possibly the, the salt water uh, intrusion really moved forward east and, and north because of the low river. So I don't know. Maybe it got a little brackish there in the Manshack area. Maybe that took, did them too. Give me if, if you have been seeing apple snails, are you seeing less of them, none of them? Are they gone, or are you still seeing them? Uh, Honey Island Swamp, Pearl River area has also been infested with them, and I know down in home, I think that's where they were probably the worst. Anyway, give me a report, 504-260-1870. All right, here's a vote for uh, Commissioner. I'm not sure. Let's see. It's, I guess this is from George wanting to nominate Ron Patterson. He knows a lot about the outdoors. 
Ron Patterson, uh, known as Rojo to some of us, is the uh, past president and founder of the Dixie Ranch Wildlife Management Club in Lacombe. And I believe Ronnie would be an excellent choice. You talk about a guy with a lot of common sense, a lot of knowledge about a variety of fishing and hunting. And I think his 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 uh, vision for the preservation, conservation, and management of, of wildlife and fisheries in the state would be excellent. He'd be a great choice, but I don't know if he's being considered. All right, here's another one. says uh, the only thing – oh, this is from uh, – well, no name. It's uh, 1927 is the text number, and says the only thing biting down here in Lockport is some yellow catfish, a.k.a. the goujon, and I'll catch a few before the parade this morning. Uh, that's from Don, or maybe he's asking, he's talking to Don. Maybe we've got two Dons. Anyway, I'll take some yellow catfish, the goujon, good eating there. All right, here's another one. <clears throat> this is from uh, the big bassin, big man bassin. He says no fishing today. He's riding in the Endymion Parade this evening. Wow. He's on float 20C. Make a note of that if you're going to Endymion and holla at the big man Bassin. Float 20C, Endymion Parade. All right, here's one from uh, Old Man Sam. He's got a nomination for our Wildlife and Fishery Commission spot that's open. David Kincaid of Abair, Caldwell Parish, Louisiana. He is a rig manager for Trinidad Drilling, most common sense sportsman I know. Okay, there's another name to be considered. Hopefully within this week, at least before the next commission meeting, that position will be filled. Uh, That Wildlife and Fisheries Commission is a very, very important position. Uh, They basically set policy uh, for the management of all the wildlife and fish in, in this state. It's an unpaid job. It's an appointed job. Most of them are put there for six years. There's one of those positions that runs concurrent with the governor. As long as the governor's in, they're in. And it's up to the governor to select the people who qualify. If you got one you'd like to suggest, 504-260-1870. Here's one that says, I know Rojo very well. He would be an excellent candidate. He doesn't know a stranger. That's true. And the backstrap stacker is riding in the MOTs tonight in Mobile. Float number 11. Look for the backstrap stacker. All right, we come back after this. We're going to talk to Carl Beyer. Carl had a very uh, shocking experience this past duck season. His uh, his very good hunting buddy, his favorite hunting buddy, Abby, his black lab, became lost in the marsh. Spent two nights in the marsh. A lot of people were concerned. A lot of people responded, and there was a huge search. And Abby was finally rescued. We'll get his story on preventing that from happening to you. And if it does, how do you get back to find your dog? We'll find out from Carl. Tell his story right after this pause on the outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network. All right, if you uh, have a a hunting dog, whether it be a bird dog, a retriever, even beagles or deer hounds, which are rare these days, if you ever lost one of them, if you have, if they've been missing, you know the feeling, the panic, and the concern about what happened to that dog. Well, Carl Beyer joins us now, and he experienced that this past duck season when his uh, precious hunting buddy, Abby, was missing in the marsh for two nights, uh, some freezing temperatures. Carl, good morning, and if you would, tell us the story of uh, Abby, how she went missing and how she was found and what advice you might have to prevent it from happening in the first place. And if it does, how do you go about recovering your dog? Hey, Don, how you doing this morning? Um, first of all, I would love to thank 
everybody that uh, came out and helped. Uh, we had thermal drones, everything out there, airboats. Uh, you know, everybody uh, put in a heartfelt, uh, I mean, just just uh, the community that, uh, you know, you, you don't realize that is there is, is unbelievable. So that's, first of all, so I want to do that. But uh, how she got lost is I, I got up in the morning. I'm, I'm in a wheelchair now, so I've got a lot of problems with arthritis, and it was one of those bad mornings. I went to get up and almost fell over. So I didn't want to get in the boat. So my friend David and uh, Larry took the boat to go duck hunting. It was lower water. So he's uh, David's run dogs all his life, just like me, and he's hunted with Abby. So I let him take the dog. And they had a great hunt. They shot uh, a limited teal. They shot the last bird down. It just kind of angled off back of the boat. She saw it, splashed. Everything was great. They thought it was a dead duck. They sent her. And I think the biggest mistake, and we all kind of discussed it, is that last, you know, the, the dog's going on that last bird. You know she's got it. And you start packing up all your stuff. So you're not watching and paying attention to what's happening with the dog. All of a sudden, next thing you know, you go, where's the dog? You know, they, they didn't come back with the duck. So ah, either it was a cripple or, you know, but you weren't paying attention. I think that's the biggest thing is to you know, make sure that last retrieve comes in. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, that, that's one of the things. If, if you were you know, watching the dog, you might have been able to, you know, see that something was going on or hear what was going on. So I think that's probably the first and foremost is always always pay attention to the dog until you know what's happening. So, so what are the steps to go out and look for the dog once you discover it, it's gone, it's missing, we have no idea where the dog is? Yeah, this has happened to me before with my, uh, my old dog, Danny, who's no longer with us. But uh, it was a windy, high-water day. She went out on that last retreat. I did the same thing myself. And about two hours later, we found her. She was back on the side of a canal. But we searched everywhere. And it's just like that marsh is so difficult that, you know, the dog can just disappear uh, within, in a heartbeat. You can only access so much by boat. And, uh, you know, it's, it's just one of those things. But... I would say possibly stick it out before you go looking, stick it out, you know, try and uh, shoot uh, your gun different directions, blow the whistle, that kind of thing. Uh, one of the things that was suggested also is if you have a collar on a dog, you know, e-collar or whatever it is, and the dog is missing somewhere before you leave, maybe turn that e-collar all the way up and get that dog to, to yelp or bark. You know, uh, they'll, they'll they'll yelp if you turn it up high enough, and then you can actually have maybe a location of where to look for the dog. That was something that I, yeah we never did or or, or never thought of. Um, so you know, while the while everything's good and you're you're right there and still kind of in the box of where that dog might be, you can get a direction possibly to go look. I think that would be the best suggestion, you know, to uh, um, to start it out with, but. One of the mistakes I think I made was, um, well, we, uh, I called, you know, some people and all stuff that, and, and Larry and David were out there. They didn't want to tell me the dog was gone, so they were looking, looking, looking. And, you know, an hour later, I'm calling them going like, hey, guys, you in trouble out there or what? And so, they, you know, they finally told me. So I came out, and we started looking. But So I was, while they were inside the island, I was kind of circling the island with my other boat. And I think one of the things is I never stopped enough. I was looking for the dog, convinced she'd be out on a shoreline somewhere. But she was, she seemed to find a dry spot interior from you know what the end was. So I never stopped in, enough to like go, okay, go a certain distance and then stop and listen. You know, maybe try and do some calling or whistling or shoot the gun. Uh, you know, wh whatever you need to do, 
Also, I think one of the things, and we've had this happen in the woods, shoot the gun away from the island or away from where you think the, the dog might be in. Sometimes if you shoot it directly at them, there's like an echo effect or something. Um, uh, when we found a dog, we had that she moved away from us versus coming back towards us. I don't understand what exactly goes on, but we've had that happen in the woods before. And, uh, you know, the other thing is we, we had people out there looking, and uh, my friend Corey, he was, uh, you know, up walking around there, and he, and he thought he heard a faint bark, and he did not want to, you know, put my hopes up because he didn't know if it was there or not either. But um, that's one of the things is don't ever give up. <laughs> you know, it yeah, went through right. the freeze, everything else. Yeah, it was in the temperature, the... was in the teens, and it yep. wasn't looking good. Carl, we got to take a break here. Stay with me. When we come back, I want you to finish up the story of how Dan, uh, Abby, I'm calling her Danny. I've it with no, her no, no problem. <laughs> <laughs> we'll find out how she was finally rejoined with you. We're talking with Damn Carl good. Byer about losing dogs, how to prevent it. We'll be right back to continue that conversation. Has it ever happened to you? 504-260-1870. Text me your story. We'll be back right after this. All right, if you're just now joining us, uh, we're talking with Carl Beyer. If you haven't heard the story, Carl, uh, unfortunately, his dog, Abby, his black lab retriever, got lost in the Lake Catherine area. A couple of hunting buddies who were familiar with working with the dog took her out, had a great hunt going on, and on the last retrieve, Abby disappears. And uh, from there, the search begins. Uh, people start going out looking. Uh, we had a a mutual friend and dog lover who offered a $2,000 cash reward for the return of Danny. Uh, the whole community was concerned. People were out in boats looking, uh, looking from the air, looking from the sea, uh, going out in the marsh. Carl spent days out there looking for Abby. Uh, everyone was concerned. It was scary because the temperatures dropped down into the teens those nights. Carl, pick it up from there and, and tell us the, the, the happy ending to the story of how Abby was recovered. Well, we, you know, uh, just on the off chance, we went out one more time, and uh, Mike, who uh, was running the thermal drone, came out with us, and uh, a friend in a mutual uh, lease, uh, not mutual lease, but uh, on his lease, but a mutual friend, Jared, he was out there uh, looking around also in between hunting, and uh, when we went out there, he came over to us, and he said, man, I, I keep hearing a dog barking somewhere, so we were trying to locate her, and uh, so we came back around to try and run the drone over that area, and look, and and I heard a dog bark, and now I got a location. So that evening, we we you know figured out where she was, and uh, we tried to get her come back, and it seemed like she you know got away. It got completely pitch black. Uh, you know, it, it just it was uh, it just didn't happen that night. So went back home. Nobody else was available the next morning. So I uh, put my gear on, wheeled the wheelchair onto the boat, and uh, went out there the next morning. It was miserable, spitting rain, ugly, windy, and all that junk. So I tried one spot where I thought she went to, no response. And I came around the corner and uh, stopped the boat, and I heard a bark in there. And uh, proceeded to, like I said, try to shoot the shotgun downwind and whistle crosswind or whatever. And the barking got louder, so I pushed the boat all the way up into the mud to the edge of the shore and... Uh, this little black face pops out, you know, one of those big mud flats pops out of the grass, and uh, that was about the happiest moment you could have. So, what do you uh, think was big... happier? Were you or she happier, both of you? I don't know. We we were both pretty uh, <laughs> pretty excited to be back in, uh, you know, connection there. Big old, 
Uh, fortunately, I didn't fall off the front of the boat, but I helped her up onto the boat, and we had a big old wet, muddy reunion, so life was good again. <laughs> so took her into the vet. Everything was absolutely fine, just a little bit of wet foot dermatitis, uh, you know, no problems whatsoever, no frostbite, no anything. She only lost a pound or two, and uh, so just rehydrated her and, and refed her slowly, throughout the day, you know, according to the vet and uh, what I knew anyways. And, you know, just uh, she was happy, happy as a clam. So, uh, uh, but uh, the other thing I did now is I, I've got a uh, GPS collar and I researched a lot of that stuff. A lot of these little GPS tracker things or whatever, most of them only last like 20 hours as well as the collar. But the collar, I, I have a rem- uh, just a handheld, has a little screen on it. It's a pretty simple one, just direction of the dog, how far. And I'm starting to train with that, uh, with the tone as a comeback. And it's working around uh, the yard here. She tends to wander a little bit over to the neighbors and that kind of stuff. So I've been bumping her back with that, and she's happy to come back. So just trying to, you know, work on some different responses so you can keep track of the dog. But that'll be great for hunting. But those things only last like 20 hours usually, the collar and all that stuff. But at least you're going to know where the dog is and what's happening at this point, which is uh Yeah, you may you know, not need it for full 20 hours because you, you basically exactly. know where the dog is. And, and I've got exactly. one of those for my dog. Now, somebody, Jeff just texted me, and he said something about putting an Apple tag on the collar. They're trackable by your phone. I don't know what the yes, range uh, on those things. I'm not familiar with those things. Are you? Yeah, they, they've got several of them. I think there's track dog and that kind of stuff. Some of them last, uh, I was going to say that, some of them last 20 days. So you could actually put one of those on also. Problem is, do you have phone signal out there? And is it, you know, uh, there's some spots right. that are not so good with it and everything. So that's what, one of the concerns I had uh, with that. And, uh, you know, and, and they have all kinds of different options, uh, you know, like you could get one of those ones where you box in an area around you hunt and the dog gets that beep or that buzz or whatever to come back in from there or something like that. But, you know, do you have access to a phone in all the places you go and all that stuff like that? Uh, you know, so uh, that, that, that was one of the concerns with that. But I'm just trying to keep it simple, and uh, hopefully this never happens again. But in 50 years of uh, hunting dogs now, and uh, you, you know what I've done. I've been all over the country and everything. We've lost them for an hour or two somewhere, either Woodcock or this or that or whatever. But, mm-hmm. boy, three days is uh, not <laughs> not fun at yeah. all. So uh, I understand. I understand. Well, thanks. Uh, it, was a, it was a happy ending, and uh, we're all thankful for that. And. Uh, yep. Again, you know, one of the things we didn't talk about is maybe leaving something with your scent. Dogs yeah, are very oh, scent. Oh yes, I, 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 I forgot. Yeah, I forgot that. I, I took her, uh, you know, her, her uh, whatever you call it, the pad that it sits in the back of the truck, so it's you know definitely smells like dog. I put that out there with fresh water, food, everything. That that never got touched. So. It was just not in the right position for her to either smell it or whatever. But, you know, it, it, that was – we just couldn't access, you know, exactly where uh, – we would try to put it back where, you know, basically where we hunted with the blind. But it, it just, uh, you know, it, it was not uh, not no, something and no that No matter how can, well so. trained, dogs will be dogs sometimes. And mm-hmm. I'm glad it was a happy ending. And thanks for sharing that experience with us, Carl. Maybe it will help it from happening to someone else. Really appreciate Absolutely. it. Absolutely. And uh, once again, I want to thank everybody. And what what a great community out there. Just uh, unbelievable. So if I probably flopped over the boat, they just go, ah, you know. know, (laughs) All right. Thanks, Carl. We'll be back with our number two right after this. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, 
You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 